know that there is something magical inside of you, but you don't know how to uncover it? The Heart Sing Podcast is dedicated to just that, helping you put yourself first and figure out what lights you up. I'm your host, Addie B, aka Slayer of Namaslayer, and through my journey of losing nearly 100 pounds, uncovering the magic of my soul, and building the life of my dreams, I'm leaving no stone unturned in the process of self-discovery. And I'm here to share it all with you, so let's get started. Welcome to episode 40 of the Heart Sing Podcast. I'm Slayer, aka Addie B, your host here. And today is the day, my friends. We dream big. Yes, even bigger than we've been dreaming. We are going to create those next versions of ourselves right here. I have to tell you, I am really surprised a few things that came up to me as I wrote again about my future self. One being my excess skin and another being the details in my Namaslayer vision. So you're going to hear all about that as I share my new version with you. And it is so fun. So get those fun hats out and let's get dreaming big. I wrote this episode while I was on the plane coming back from Oahu, Hawaii to Arizona. And I had this glorious time in the islands with my youngest child and the young Jedi was there, my apprentice here at Namaslayer. She did a lot of future self-dreaming, which was a lot of fun for me and I think inspired parts of this episode here. Let's talk about what does my future self look like? What does your future self look like? What is this version 3.0 of Slayer? Let's dream together today, shall we? Throw caution to the wind and say, what if all of this universe magic law of attraction stuff is really how the universe works? Just for any doubters out there, let's just hypothetically. So let me ask you this. If you dare to hop on this ride with me, what do you have to lose? You will have tried something different. And if you don't have the results you like, you can just stop dreaming. Yeah, no, you you can stop if the dreaming doesn't work. Big deal, right? But what if, what if this is true? If we create our lives, this world we live in, and we can have, do, be, and achieve anything we want, why not make it the most fabulous world we can? In the last few episodes of the podcast, you heard me share my private sessions with Renee Spears, Law of Attraction Mentor, where my guides were very specific about me and the fact I was blocking my joy funnel and just delaying the joy, that I just need to trust the universe like I do Amazon and that I was blocking this joy funnel. So following up from last week where I talked about putting our orders in to the universe and trusting that it's going to be here just like you trust Amazon, I trust them to bring my cacao butter so I can make my bulletproof coffee. And what do I do when they don't arrive? I'm like, where's my cacao butter? I ordered them. They should be here. I got to make my coffee. They must be on their way. Maybe it just came in a different courier, got lost. Either way, I'm getting my butter for my coffee. Maybe even if I have to drive to the store. I don't give up belief that I'm getting the cacao butter for my coffee. I know I will get them. And somehow, some way, even if it's not from Amazon, but let's just say we all pretty much, we trust Amazon quite a bit at this point. So what is it you want? Did you decide? Did you listen with your heart open and ask, what is it I desire? What do I want? 
And if you didn't listen last week, no big deal. Ask right now. Close your eyes, open your heart, and don't let that inner critic come in and smush down your desire. I received a lot of orders from listeners because I asked you guys to email them to me, and this was a lot of fun. And even if you're listening years from now, email me, slayer at namaslayer.com with your order for the universe. Put it in the subject line, heart sing order for the universe or something like that. Get it out there. What do you want? What do you always seek? Is it weight loss? Is it to be a best-selling author? Here are a few that came in from HeartSing Podcast listeners. Liz is ordering a box of contentment and her impossible goal weight of 155. Hippie is unwrapping a box of self-love. And then she came up with a list of a lot of other things, which is good because we need to get specific and start dreaming big. And that's what this episode's about. We're taking this order to the next level. So way to go, Hippie. You got a big jump start on that. Stacy is ordering a skinny body that weighs 162, and along the way, she gets to heal and connect her relationship with her children. She'll also own a home with an ocean view and will write her story of her life in a book. Sounding like my twin there, Stace. I love it. We have a lot of listeners and sisterhood members ordering that impossible goal weight. And if you have not listened to that podcast episode yet, not to toot my horn, but it is so good. I'll, do, I'll drop the direct link in the show notes. Here's the thing about the number. People seem to get hung up that they're ordering self-love and not a box of skinny. Okay, that you don't, it's not right to order that box of skinny, that it messes up their mind. But let me ask you this, what if it is in seeking that box of skinny that you find self-love, that you find contentment along the path along the way? Don't discount your desire because it's not pure enough or because you think it's going to jack your mind up. Stop overthinking what your heart wants, listen to your heart, and then we work on the mind. That's where the work is. So dial into what you want and don't shame yourself for wanting a thinner body, even if it's to be hot in a bikini. Look at me. When I got honest when I started, I just wanted to look hot on my motorcycle. True story. But before I learned all this future selfing stuff, I would tell people I just wanted to be healthy, that that didn't matter, that I was already happy in my vessel. Sure, I wanted that too, but I didn't desire health I mean, what does healthy look like? If you were to ask me, the first thing I would have said was to lose weight. So if you want a thinner body, think about how you will measure it and get on with it. Take the judgment. It's just a number. Allow yourself to dream big about it and use the numbers to measure and watch your brain because it's in creating this goal that you become in any goal. Now look at me. I went from wanting to be a smoker hot bike and bee to now being a smoking hot spiritual leader of the witches and bitches. <laughs> Isn't that glorious? So how did that happen? Let's take a look because you know I like to teach through my experience. And so I'm going to share a bit of my journey and how I got here. And then I'm going to share my new vision. Today, what we're going to do is figure out how to get what this is you desired. If you ordered up contentment, what does contentment look like? Who are you when you're content? Remember, content means peacefully happy. What does that look like? Where are you that you are just so in love with yourself and everything in the world that you are just peacefully happy? 
There's self-love wrapped in there too, in the contentment. So let me ask you this. Can you create with abandon? Can you allow yourself to dream and not censor yourself to really truly listen to your heart? This is why I have women build alter egos first and learn to meditate. Being in a fictional place is great because you'll restrict and censor your dreams and not even know it. And going to meditation, going into that field of stillness, of infinite awareness of possibilities helps you create that space to start to believe and know that there is something more, that you're this observer. So can you let go of this inner critic that is telling you you can't have this thing because of X, Y, and Z before you even give yourself a chance to dream? I invite you to let it all hang out this week. Critic be gone. Do this with blind trust and faith that what your heart desires will lead you on a path to your highest self, to your purpose. Even if what comes out is that your heart's desire is to be a skinny biker bee. This is an important part of future self-creation to be able to see and build your dream world from a place that vibrates within your heart center, within your body, with your deepest desires. Let's look at how I created this adventure life I love so much. Back in 2017, the 300-pound ball of misery when I was feeling trapped by having to do this job that I thought was a big source of my misery and why I was eating and drinking so much. It was all because of this job, right? Total victim mode. Then I started asking, what if having isn't true? What if I can create whatever I want? What if just by daring to dream, create, and starting to believe I can change things, what would it look like? How could I be the coolest, best mother in the world across the ocean and not have to do something that smushes my soul for a living? Well, I'd have an online business so I could travel more while she was here during my time. That could be adventure mom. So when Millie started to visit, I started to take little actions on this. Now that I look back, I can see it. I took her to my conferences to experience San Diego and Denver. We did a long road trip in the car up to Beaver Creek, Colorado, where we ice skated in the summer and enjoyed the amazing place my aunt and uncle had gifted us up there on this 10-day vacation. I dreamt a lot about my future self on these trips. I could feel myself there even when I was gone. We had the most amazing time, and not many kids growing up in Hawaii get exposed to the mainland in this manner, so I was suddenly empowered, right? I'm no longer a victim of this situation. I can be an amazing mom across the ocean. I can support and, of course, be involved over there, but I can be adventure mom. I can create experiences for us that will last a lifetime. She can take these in her heart when she goes back to the island in school. So why not do this all the time, I thought. If I had a mobile job and an RV, I could just do everything as we explored the country. You see how this works, you guys? How you start with one little idea and you say, whoa, what if I did that? What if I did that? And then I said, and what would that look like? I was already sharing my experience online doing free challenges on the Namaslayer Facebook page as I was sharing I could see myself in this RV, traveling, writing on my laptop, leading this sisterhood. I could see it was white with wood floors and just my magical little space. I could see Millie and I traveling, bonding, laughing, creating memories in a relationship that you can only build in a road trip. So I did the think hour. Just one hour of me in the pen once I had this vision. I took this vision and I asked all the things I need to do and start doing them just for the heck of it. 
even thinking it was a little crazy, I'd say on my lives, I'd be like, I'll get an adventure RV and travel the country visiting all of you, my fans and friends and all of Facebook. How amazing will that be? We'll take this heart sing show on the road. Then I thought, well, heck, I might as well look at RVs. How much are they? What's it like to live in one? I started following people on YouTube that RV and live their creative lives. And I really started to get excited. It was this excitement, you guys. I went shopping with my good friends, Aaron and Jay, whose house I happen to be in right at this moment. They never doubted my dream for a second. I think they believed more than I did I was going to do it. Just like it might be possible that you believe more than I do right now that I'll write a book and be a best-selling author. Why is this? Why are we so quick to believe in others' greatness and just as quick to doubt our own? Curious, right? Okay, total squirrel. But my point is this. I created this current life I love so much, and it looks quite different from my initial vision. COVID happened, and I ended up not doing the workshops, but learning to teach meditation and this tool that I'm so passionate about. I created online more as I travel, but the heart and soul of what I wanted to experience was there. The universe delivered my life of roaming adventurous freedom and set me up perfectly in a pandemic. Once I learned to trust and allow, that was my growth during that phase last year, learning to see signs and how to know I was in the right path in my body and in my world I lived in. This part I got good at, but when it came, what came from my sessions with Renee this past month was my fear of giving up this freedom as I grow. So like the guide said, of course, right? Fear of success, which is hilarious, right? Because shouldn't we agree that I've proved to myself in all of the world, I mean, I have evidence over and over that I can create my future self. I use vision work, dreaming, planning, small action items, mind work, accountability systems, habits, system building, all the things I'm sharing and teaching with you here on this podcast and in the Me First process. And here's my proof. Over 110 pounds lost. I'm a successful independent entrepreneur. I've proven to myself that I can succeed on my own. I built my own company. I travel the country. I am Adventure Mom. I'm helping raise the consciousness of the planet, my passion, inspiring people to meditate and teaching all I can myself. I am helping other women transform their lives, which totally ultimately brings me heart sing myself to see them lose weight, create careers, dream bigger than they ever imagined and getting an expire inspired to seek their greatness, to believe it is possible for them. I remember feeling like I had just given up and I just, my hope every day is that someone hears something I have said and they were in that ball of misery and they're like, wow, maybe I could do this. Maybe I could dream. I get messages from women like the one from Stacy that I talked about earlier that she ended with this line. I just really feel love and gratitude for you. I am grateful that you exist and are putting your energy into the world. With tears leaking from my eyes, please feel the gratitude I'm sending through this screen to you. And you guys, can you feel my heart cracking open? Is your heart cracking open? You don't understand what it means to us creators on the other side of the screen to hear 
about how something you heard or said felt and hit home. It's why I do this. I accept your gratitude, Stacey. I have so much to give you because you gave to me, all of you. You give me all the time. I feel you. I love you, each of you. And no, it's not weird because we don't know each other because we do. I am you. You are me. I guarantee you we'll meet and we hit it off. It just is with every single person. And, you know, whether you like it or not. (laughs) Okay, squirrel, back to Renee and my guides. They told me now it's up to me to be, to show people how to be. So today I'm sharing with you my next vision of myself, how I'm going to be, how I see that person living that I've yet to become. A dream I've not yet fully committed to paper. It's in pieces on my vision board, in my dreams, through my writings, in my lives. I'm going to put it all here and show you how I dream. I urge you to do the same. Set aside one hour, no phone, no distraction, and dream with me. Where are you and how do you wake up? What do your days look like? Are you different? Are you the same? What kind of habits do you have? I'm going to put a link in the show notes to a PDF to print out that might help guide you through this process. I allow myself to just write and write and write, but sometimes prompts can help if you're just getting started on your future self-work especially. This makes the difference, you guys, the difference between people that achieve their dreams and don't. Take action. Do this stuff. Everything you learn here on this podcast, I share with you because it's worked for me and it continues to do so. It's worked for other people I've led. It amplifies our life experience and it moves us forward every single time I do it. In my experience, you can't know what that one little thing might be that is like a big click for you and aha, but it might just put things in motion. It also might be the totality of it all, the entire me first process I've created that takes through meditation, future self-dreaming and vision, little habits and mind stuff, planning, self-study, self-reflection, all of these things that can be found in the eight limbs of yoga. But we start small. Each one little thing adds up. You don't get lost in the totality of all of it. Take small actions like taking an hour to dream, have fun. When I take a break from this or miss doing a part of it, I'm just not quite as inspired. Windows of opportunity don't quite open like they do when I'm in flow, when I keep dreaming and creating from my future. And what's really funny about this is not one time did I type anything in about what I teach in the process about food, exercise, or weight loss, right? And I assure you, it is a spiritual weight loss path if you want it to be on so many levels. Any version of you that you want increased health, vitality, existence is in this process. And of course, I love to talk about gut health and food and such, but that's part of who I am and what I believe helps us connect on a higher vibration. But it's not the process and it's not how I started. It wasn't even the middle of my journey. So I'm going to show you a sneak peek inside my brain and my dreams and what I'm creating. I wrote this on the plane and I just let it free flow and I'm going to read it here to you. I want you to kick back, relax, listen, and see if you can feel it in your body. If you can feel my vision, if you can see me sitting in these places, if you can feel it, you want to be able to feel your visions. 
I wake up in many different places around the world because I've created a life where I travel and I see the world. I have a home base in Arizona, but I go stay in places for periods of time so I get to know the culture, the locals, and find my favorite coffee shops. I spend a month in Paris at a cool little walk-up in an artsy district where I go right each day and drink the most glorious cappuccinos. I've trained them in the French version of my bulletproof coffee so I can continue my fast. Some mornings I mix this up and eat a breakfast full of fat, avocado, salmon, cheeses maybe, or something else to continue mixing up my fasting schedule. Other times I might be resting my gut completely and enjoy water. Either way, I'm enjoying the experience. Not all about the food. It's food to fuel my body, but why not be, make it glorious and pretty and honor it? But I'm also joyous about that cup of water and more importantly, where I'm sitting in the scene and what I'm experiencing. I get to know the streets of Paris like I knew the hometown I grew up in Michigan. I take in the smells, the feel of the stone under my feet as I slip one classy-looking sandal off my feet. I feel the warmth of the sun on my face or enjoy the rain outside my French balcony that looks out over the city. I spend a month in Spain on the coast in streets full of joyous people and see why people love this country so much. I go to Denmark and visit friends I've made while in Hawaii and spend some time here traveling with a friend who's like a dear sister to me and will be leaving, living back there shortly. She takes me to all these cool little local places and I just feel so good and so connected to everyone and everything and myself. And Germany, everyone loves Germany. I could spend some time there and for sure there's Amsterdam. I'm not sure why. I love the row houses on the river. I want to be in a river boat with a rooftop garden where I write a new book. And I have a bicycle with a basket and I ride through the streets, of course, to my new favorite coffee shop in Amsterdam. I will head up to England, of course, and connect with my roots. Glastonbury is on top of my list to do some witchy woo-woo stuff with Rebecca Campbell up there, for sure. To have some experiences in the earth where I'm called to visit and where my DNA screams I am from. Why? What is there? Why there? Will I have different energetic experience in that part of the world? I'm curious. I want to find out. I wake up in a quaint English cottage looking out over gardens that are green and full of flowers. I enjoy high tea. Maybe Lexi's there for this trip. She loves some high tea. That's my oldest daughter. Perhaps we have a workshop here and do dances under the moonlight. The places I stay have clean, soft white sheets and wonderful pillows. The beds are made for my body. There's always just the perfect space to set up for my AM habit stack of yoga, meditation, and writing my magic morning pages and plan. It's fresh and clean. It feels good. The air, my heart, all of it. The floor feels glorious under my feet. The views are astounding, even when they're simple. And I'm always near a small town, village, or place where there's a special coffee shop just waiting for me to write. Before I write, though, I wake up before the sun, at home in Arizona, and when I travel. I want to be sure to see the sunrise when I can. I wake and I do some loving, gentle yoga, limbering up my body for meditation, which I just enjoy so thoroughly. So grateful that I created this habit of putting me first, of meeting myself each morning before I greet everyone else in my path or even turn on a phone. 
After meditation, I go on a walk or a hike where I write my magic morning pages and finish planning my day, setting intention for how I want to show up in each moment, enjoying the abundance that is present all day long, not just in those luxurious sheets, but all day, every day, no matter where I am and in each moment, being present and full of gratitude. I might be on a beach, a mountain, a city, a neighborhood park, or even a room. It doesn't matter where my full habit stack process is either. The yoga or physical stretch, breathing and connection, meditation, writing out all the thoughts in my brain, planning and self-reflecting in the me first guide. This process hasn't failed in these past few years. When I do it in its entirety, it brings me to heart coherence and I'm looking forward to my day, no matter what is on the agenda. That's saying a lot, I know, but I can't compare to those days I don't do the full process. They aren't as radiant. So I'm not quite sure exactly what piece it is or is it all of it, but I do know that much of it's universal. I'm not the only one that has this experience. And it also takes us a while to build all of these little habits and these little micro habits, and it evolves as we go through these phases. My future self does this without fail, 100%. And perhaps her stacks involved to include more than I've created so far. Time will tell. After I complete getting my heart, body, and mind in alignment for the day, I head back to wherever I'm staying to get ready. This was my power habit last quarter. A power habit is one I am working on for that 90-day period that I made in my new plan in the Me First Guide and as part of the process too. Generally, this habit helps support my overall goal and drives me forward, but it's also the only habit I'm uber focused on working to get votes in the bucket out of all my new habits I want. I've been focusing on weight loss, so you might say, how does getting ready help you with this? It is genius, really. First of all, I just feel better when I get ready. I mean, who doesn't? Also, I asked myself what a best-selling author that writes at cafes sits around looking like, and she is casual, chic, classy. Not dressy, but she's comfortable, and she's probably showered for the day. Just like she lounges around in cashmere and is as comfortable as it's a t-shirt and sweats, but she feels and looks amazing. The clothes just slip on my body effortlessly, and I wear them effortlessly. The labels matter much less than the fall and cut on my body. Makes me think that maybe I do get skin surgery after all, but I'm not sure about it yet. But I do see that my clothes are just easy. It's all effortless. And if I'm tucking in rolls of fat that's hanging, does that feel the same way? I don't think it does. I thought I was moving away from skin surgery as I grew in this journey, But I think my reasons are just changing for why I would do it. We'll see, though. Right now, I'm not displeased with the feel in my clothes, but I still have 25 pounds under the skin, and it is loose already. You'll be watching this journey with me, so just know I'm staying open to this, but I do think it's important that I see myself at this goal, and I don't think I see hanging, swinging fat when I'm her. When I just feel so good, I slip in my cashmere clothes and tailored pants. I'm going to keep working on this vision and allow it to come with me to me without judgment of why I would or not do it, without my thoughts about what other people might think or what I should think. I'm going to allow the feeling and what I see. 
And of course, my personal stylist, Babs, she is all over finding things that suit my body and personality, and I always have something to wear that I don't have to think about and just looks great regardless of hanging skin or not. That that won't matter. Me being comfortable might be another story. We'll see. Soft, thick fabrics in cooler weather and light, breezy fabrics in the summer. I wear comfortable shoes that look great and are easy to walk back and forth to the cafe. Sometimes I drive or ride my motorcycle depending on my mood, and I have some gorgeous riding gear. Classy, sexy, comfortable. After I get ready for the day, I head to the cafe and write if I am in writing season. When I'm not focused on a book, I might be creating something for the podcast or an appearance I'm going to make. I also run my organization, Namaslayer, which helps guide women through this transformation process. Going from there must be something more into light warriors and healers. We're ever expanding to include more tools to help keep women inspired and keep it simple. We're uncovering our purpose through gaining control of our mind, body, and soul. It's so amazing to be a part of it. I look forward to my meetings with the heads of each department, the biohacking wing, where we focus on health from a scientific standpoint, and we marry this with the ancient life science through Ayurveda and meditation, breathing. Coaching in small groups are norm and part of the sisterhood, and it's full of love, joy, and support for one another. Combining and educating our sisterhood on all aspects as we know that each person is on a different place in their journey. And while we can't provide all information on all topics, we're compiling a wonderful storehouse of motivational, inspirational material on health, wealth, and of course, my favorite, future self-dreaming. We have a clear path from this place of there must be something more into the light warrior where your heart is just radiant and you are serving yourself and serving others. As women move through each of these phases or cabins, if I'm playing off my summer camp dream, perhaps they become habit expert or a dream master, and they earn a special crystal or a bead for their me first bracelet. We must have bracelets. How cool would that be? Just like camp, except these will be classy bracelets. And the spacers between the beads are stones that can help balance chakras. And each of these chakra stones has a small guided course that helps you understand how to balance that energy center and how to activate it. And when they join, they receive a gorgeous box with their tools in it to get started and a supplement box each quarter. As a woman moves through each phase, they start not only to see their own transformation, but also they start to find their purpose. They start to unlock that magic within. It's so fun to see. They are led to their dharma through uncovering their magic inside, through listening to their heart, through becoming that dream master, through creating the life of our dreams. They start to help others too. This is inevitable as we find how we are to serve. It serves others in a direct or indirect way. After I have so much fun with my roundtable of Namaslayer leaders, these amazing witches and bitches that are key to providing this magic to millions of women around the world, I might meet up with one of my daughters for lunch or shopping. I might teach someone to meditate just because it's my honor and gift to be able to do so. I might go on long, epic hike or explore a new little town I've not seen. Each time I do this, I'm full of heart sing for the experience of life. Little everyday adventures. Never stop having adventures. At one point in my future self journey, I'm working and living from a yacht for four months as it cruises the world. 
I have at this point bribed my oldest daughter to join me at Namaslayer and to adventure the world with me. She started a holistic skincare line for our group. This has always been a passion and she travels with me looking for new ways to bring sustainable natural health care to women of all skin types. She also works closely with the Ayurveda wing of Namaslayer and the biohackers to help make sure we're fueling our bodies for a beautiful, healthy glow. Edit. I told her about this, and she would like to add jewelry to her lineup in the Namaslayer empire. I told her that was perfect since we needed our Namaslayer Me First bracelets. <laughs> My youngest child is still in school in Hawaii and off to college maybe at this point. She flies in and out wherever I am to have mommy and Millie adventures. And I create this time to include these special beings into my world, love being part of theirs. It's a great part of my joy in this experience. This Namaslayer board of witches and bitches, which includes our master circle, which helps me oversee all these areas, it goes hand in hand, like with the eight limbs of yoga. And these women fly in to join me quarterly wherever I might be at our roundtable meetings, where we share and learn and grow together. Just like young De Jedi and I did on the beach in Hawaii, I drew a circle in the sand. It was our office time. We can create this round circle of infinite trust, wisdom, and love in this organization through each person seeking their heart, seeing their desire, and teaching and sharing open, loving hearts. There are seats open, my friends where each voice is important, heard, and valued, where what we do matters every single day as we help more and more women rise up out of their ball of misery. I am, of course, a best-selling author at this time. I listen to my spirit guides and everyone around me, for that matter, scream, now is the time to write the book. So I wrote my first book in the fall of 2021, and I wrote from my heart. I just cracked it wide open and joyously wrote. I got in my travel adventure RV and headed out on the road to write, write, write. And while I was feeling all of this energy, exploring, spending time with me, leading women through meditation and me first, but writing. And I shared my story. I opened up that 300-pound ball of misery and got her on the page. That girl, I'm so glad, listened to this voice inside. As I shared this story about me just wanting to be a skinny biker bitch and my journey through overeating, over drinking and into creating my dream life and awakening my magic of my soul in just a couple short years. My intention with the book is to inspire others to believe it's possible to start seeking, to get up, to start seeking that small voice inside, the stillness to believe it's possible and that they are magic inside too and just need to start listening, watching, learning, and seeking and wondering what if it was heard by thousands at first. It was shared organically, parts of it before it was even published. It also happened so quickly. I'm not even sure how I got to be sitting on Oprah's couch talking about souls, but there I was. And yes, it was as cool as you think. It's so amazing to speak to other light warriors, and we have so much in common, albeit from different paths, but I guess I don't need to tell you what happened after two Namaslayer once I hit Oprah's couch either. And for this, I'm grateful I took my time to really build the runway for Namaslayer to have the pieces start to take shape and the foundation built because it happened so quickly. Having these systems ready and the process in place was key to my sanity 
and being so confident in the process, knowing exactly what I want it to look like, the group, the organization, my life, how to help women through this journey, because I watched and listened for my signs and I watched and listened to them as I was teaching all of these years. Once I understood that feeling in my body, that knowing, and started looking for the doors the universe was cracking for me, all those breadcrumbs leading me to uncover that greatest magic of all, that of our highest self, of my highest self, that feeling guided me to this place, to my home that is built in the mountain, that I have seen since the beginning and share here with you frequently and online. There's a room where the floor and wall is actually of the mountain, where I can get my lightning bolts while grounding inside my home. There's a space for my children and their children, should they choose to have them. There's more white linen and clean, uncluttered space. Warm woods, white, soft cover colors, bedding, towels, curtains, just all light and airy. The library is the only exception, although it's light as well, lots of windows, but it houses floor-to-ceiling bookshelves packed with my favorites and my books and dark wood. I also have one treasure from each of the special little towns I visit on my travels. I write in here where I'm home sometimes. I also love nothing more than to curl up in one of the big comfy chairs by the window looking out onto the mountain as I read a book. My home is stocked with healthy foods, all on my gut health test to create the best environment inside my body. My personal assistant and I consult on the menu and she takes care of the rest as I need to fuel my body for my creations. And I don't clean my home. I hire people to do that because that's their zone of genius, not mine. And I am so grateful for them. I do yoga overlooking the pool and mountain before the sun rises but with the ambient lights on and they remind me of the promised magic to come over the next mountaintop as the sun rises. I meditate and swim on mornings, warm and beautiful as this, and then I do the rest of my AM habit stack. I have a full recording studio in the house and I go in here to record podcasts, but also videos that are later edited by my amazing production crew. We're really doing it. Elevating the vibration of the planet and helping women all over the world. My heart bursts. It's so amazing to even think I created this. Sitting in an airplane over the Pacific Ocean, daring once again to dream what is possible. My books sell more and more with each version of myself I create. I'm never out of material because I'm always on to a new version of me. Never again to fall into victim mentality. Allowing life to happen to me thinking the job was causing everything. No siree, I happen to life. I create it and I help millions of others create theirs too. I employ hundreds of women and help educate those that might not be able to afford our services. We teach meditation and habit building to women's organizations that are assisting other women getting back on their feet. We go into prisons. We reach parts of society that may not have access to this knowledge and gift in a voice that is in their own that they can find inspiration in. We reach women of all color everywhere. I am so, so grateful for this experience I was given to create this joy in this world, in this human form. All of those lessons we must go through, and the cycle starts over and over as we grow. I do know this. My soul was sure as hell spot on when it told me high in the mountain, fresh and out of meditation one day shortly after that ball of misery, when I heard that voice say to me, Slayer, It is so much bigger than you can even imagine. Dream bigger. 
As my spirit guides told me, my soul did not come all the way from the stars to be small, polite, or to fit in. What will you create? What does your soul say? What is your order from the universe? Can you get detailed like this? What is yours going to look like? Message me, email me, share it with me. I want to know it all. Dare you write it out? Dare you take an hour for yourself to dream crazy, awesome dreams that you can see and feel? I double dog dare you, my witches and bitches. I'll see you in the next Heartsing podcast as we move toward Namaslayer, Slayer version 3.0. How many of you are all in on my vision for me? Can you be as all in on your own? I'm in on yours. Let's do this. Let's light this B up. And by B, I mean world. Let's elevate it. Until next week, Slayer out.